So, so on this ninja, is this a pod? Like, does it take K pods or is it just no. regular coffee? Regular okay. coffee, yeah. Okay. No, see, here's the thing with the with the pods. Okay, the Keurig. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. Okay, I'm just gonna say that straight up. I get it. Right, you want a quick cup of coffee, bam. But it's not real coffee, dude. Let's just throw that out there. It's not coffee. It's not like real coffee. It, it's it's a coffee flavored drink. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's got caffeine in it. It does the job, but it's not like coffee. It's not real. <laughs> Is that your conspiracy theory for 2021? <laughs> K-Cups are not coffee. I think I just needed to get that out there because it felt so good when I was saying it. It's like <laughs> I, I can see I, it in your face. You, you've, <laughs> This has been on your chest for so long. Dude, dude I feel such a, a sense of relief right now. <laughs> <It> just... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that little moment. And this, this is why I podcast. That's only one of the ways that coffee gives you feelings of relief. Right, right, everybody welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the cerebral entertainment podcast i am james and with me as always is my good friend colt for the last time in this year sir how many times have we done that now year end episodes uh did we start in 2017 yeah, that's what i was thinking so 17 18 19 20 this is our fifth one for real no way. Is that, is that real? If, if it was 2017 when we started, that's correct, sir. Wow. I huh. know. But, you know, because I think we, we started made... late 2017, though, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. yeah we made, I remember it being cold outside. Yeah. But still yet. That's, I mean, that's, that's four full years yeah. of podcasting now. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. Hmm. Five, yeah. five, man. That's crazy. I, yeah. didn't, I, I guess I didn't realize it had been that long. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, does it? Yes and no. See, this is where like thinking back gets me because you know time really does seem like it just goes by. Especially, I say this a lot. I know I do, but once you once you have kids, it seems like time just flies by because they're mm-hmm. you, you turn around, and they're growing up, right? It just seems like they were in diapers and then bam, they're going to college, whatever. But um, time really does fly by. But when I think about it, man, it, it was it, it's almost like. It's also like a lifetime ago. If you think about mm-hmm. how we started, remember we started on that one single little mic, that cheap mm-hmm. little thing, and we would share it. We didn't even have our own mic. We would go back and forth. And when it was my turn to talk, I'd lean in. And then it was your turn, I'd, I'd get out of the way so you could lean in. Yeah. Um, and, and then we went through and we started buying mixers and, and this and that. Now we're you know doing the video. And think about it in those terms and, and the way that we started. You know, we started as kind of a different thing than how it ended up because we got momentum doing interviews and kind of just kind of getting into the scene at St. Louis and having a lot of fun there, meeting a lot of good people. And some of those people, I mean, we still, they're still our friends today, you know. And so it's just been, it's been a long journey, man. What kind of, 
did we have a mixer when we did our first interview? Because our first interview was Jeff Huck, right? Yes, I think we had our, our our mixer by then. We had to have, right? Yes. So, so within twelve episodes, we had already realized that hey, this uh, one mic thing isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, dude that that wasn't going to last very long. You know, I mean, how could it? Yeah. Was right. Did we go from that one little bitty skinny desktop mic to straight to the mixer? Our our first had, small mixer. We had to. Did we? We had to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and. and I mean, that was just logic, you know, we had to to, to do something, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, it was humble beginnings. And, and I can, I don't think you can, fi- I don't think you can find those early. We don't have those, right? I mean, we may have them recorded on a hard drive somewhere, but we don't have like probably the first like 11 episodes that we don't even have, right? Yeah. No, they're, they're up on, the, are they on YouTube? No, on YouTube. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. Some of them are. They're all audio though. And what yeah. I, what I would do is I would take just different like pictures, and I would and I would do like a, a very slow, um, uh, you know, how, from from picture to picture. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I'm looking for there? I'd do a very slow, just a montage, whatever. But okay. it would uh, slideshow. That's the word I was looking for, <laughs> and uh, and we we continued to do that with like the Jeff Hup Jeff Huck episode. We had like I took pictures of his chiropractic office and. Showed right. pictures of his brewery and his garage and things like that. It would just, you know, slideshow very slowly. And right. yeah, that was our humble beginnings. And so not all of the episodes are up on YouTube, but you can find some of the, the early ones up gotcha. on YouTube. But they're all all the audio is up, of course. That's that's what okay. I thought you were alluding to is you can find even on our website. I'm, I don't necessarily recommend it. You know, <laughs> I don't, I, I, there's no way I could get myself to go back and listen Dude, to that. But they're not, you know what though? They're not as bad as what you, like what I thought they would have been. They're, yeah. they're really not. And even back then, you know, I was doing all of the editing for the, for the audio and every little like blip of a noise, no matter what it was, I was going through and deleting uh-huh. those things. It was crazy, man. It would take me six hours just to edit a, an hour. We, episode. Well, but you know, that, that means that we were con like, you know, we started this show because we listened to podcasts and enjoyed it. Right. And thought, you know, and we started out this show as a podcast that reviewed podcasts for the most part. Right. You know, so, but that tell that we were conscious of what we enjoyed about podcasts and we had listened to enough to know like quality is a very, very important thing when it comes to podcasting. Yes. You know, and, and, ed, you know, editing in the beginning is a big deal because you need to go through and edit out all those little, those little blurbs. And, you know, every time we say, um, and all that kind of stuff before we really got our chops, you know, Uh those, man, I, I I would hate to hear what those episodes would sound like before they were edited. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot of ums, dude. You're right. Uh So back then it was very important that I did take the time to (laughs) to get rid of all those ums because it was very important that you take an entire Wednesday (laughs) to edit a one hour episode. Yes. Because there were, in fact, a lot of ums. You know what I've noticed now, though, for for me, is I've replaced. I still say uh, and um a little bit, not nearly as much. We were we were both very conscious of that when we would listen to our episodes because you don't really notice it when it's going on. Then you listen to it later, you're like, oh my gosh, shut up <laughs> with the ums already. Yeah. But nowadays, I notice that I make a, a mouth like pop or something. You know, I, one of those when I get ready to speak. It's my new um. It doesn't happen nearly as often. And I know uh-huh. what happens. It's like my mouth gets dry because sometimes I don't shut up and I get on a rant and I don't, I forget to breathe. 
and then I make a mouth noise, and that's that's my new um. So I'm just glad it doesn't happen like constantly like the ums were. But right, those were good times, man, and, and I I still appreciate those times. And you know what? It it's not as bad. You know, it's not that I necessarily recommend going back and listening to them, but they're 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 not bad at all for real. And, and it's nostalgic, and we had some good conversations back then too. Yeah, you know, we did. And so it's just it was different. You know, it was our beginnings. I would say along the way over these past what how many episodes we're up to now? What two, almost two ten. Mm, I think so. Yeah, we, uh, we we've had some stinkers in there. I think, they, you know, they just weren't so good as others. You know, I, I I would say, and then we've had some that were just really really good, some real bangers mm-hmm. that I'd like to put together and like highlight those if anyone ever does go back and listen. It's like okay, here listen to these right here. This one, this one, and this one. But mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna have that. You can't make them all spectacular i guess yeah and it's still like a a screws with my mind a little bit when because you know if you listen to somebody tell you they have 210 podcast episodes out it really doesn't sound like that much yeah but i mean it really is i mean even if you look at we've been doing this for four or five years now if you do an episode a week there's what 52 weeks in a year yes you know and that's including times where you 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 miss out on a week because we can't get together or something like that you know 52 weeks in a year times uh you know four or five that's uh that's actually that's way up there now if you look like a joe rogan or somebody like that who's got thousands of episodes that's also their livelihood that's like what they do you know, but it's, it does, it doesn't seem like it's that many episodes, but if you think back to how many episodes we've done, it does seem like it's a lot of episodes to yeah, us. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said earlier, man, it's been a long journey and because mm-hmm. when I think about it, like think about to our first ink spot block party, mm-hmm. you know, that seems like forever ago to me now, you know, yeah. I even think about, I, I've seen pictures of myself from 2017. I'm like, man, you know, when I look at that picture, it seems like that was a long time ago. But yeah. then when I just hear it, sit here and think about it, I was like, man, time passes by so quick. Here we are at episode 209, I think, is, is what yeah. this one is. You know, you brought you brought up that first Ink Spot block party, uh, which was a great time. And we probably had too much fun while we were there. Maybe. Uh, but I've told you the story of how that is just like a, a apparently just a fate thing that we've that we started there with all these bands, right? I've told you that story about um Joel Colby reaching out to me up for that show, right? Have I told you the mistake that happened there? Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I remember not finding out about it till much later. Yeah, I just right? found out about this like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And that Ink Spot block party was it, what four years ago? Yeah, I think so. Something like that yeah. must have been. Yeah, because he so thought yes. he thought we were somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> He thought we were a different podcast who yeah. had interviewed a friend of his, uh-huh. and he was reaching out to us to podcast at that block party, and we accepted it, <laughs> and went ahead and did it, not and didn't know until for like two more years that that was a mistake, and he didn't know that that was a mistake. Yeah, right. Because like two years later, we were having a conversation about it, and I was telling him that I didn't, I had never met the guy that he was talking about, and he goes, "Yeah, you have. You interviewed him." I was, he's like, you interviewed him at Pops. I said, no, we didn't. He goes, yes, you did. Dude, I, I'm telling you, I did not. And then at this point, I'm thinking in my head, wait a second, did we? And I forgot. And I'm pretty sure I've never interviewed anybody at Pops before. 
Like I, I knew that for a fact, but he had me so wrapped up in it thinking that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I forgot that and like deleted that from my memory. And then, then he, re, he had to call the guy and the guy's like, yeah, I have no idea who those people are. And he's like, so, th- so to me, that's like a, f- a fate situation, right? Because a lot of our boosting point for the podcast was bands yeah, and in, you know, interviewing bands and talking to band members and all those kinds of things that probably never would have happened if it wasn't for that one mistake that we were asked to come and hang out there. Completely accidental. Yeah. And it, it was a good mistake too, because a, that, that block party and then the, the, the several few or the, the several, um, ones to come after there was mm-hmm. a, uh, like the next one we interviewed the next one. Did we interview two more after the first one? And then the last one we didn't, I've, so I've, the last one, the last one was in St. Charles. So we didn't, we didn't interview on during that one. No, we did not. So the one before that was in Winfield yes. and we did record there because we yes. set up our tent and everything back yeah. by the concessions and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then did we do two out at in Troy? I guess not. Or we just do one. I, I guess I we, we just, just recorded. I guess we just recorded twice overall at the ink spot. Think so yeah i was thinking there was another one in between there but i guess not but it, my whole point was man we we had met so many people through that mm-hmm. that ink spot block party we got mm-hmm. like just the opportunity to to kind of you know mingle with that crowd and it was so cool and even got some really good friends out of it joel colby was he was kind of like the the production manager or whatever the behind the scenes guy at that first ink spot and he did a, an incredible job and we didn't even get to interview him that time, but interviewed right. you know them later, and but we did feature their their song, uh, one of the inimical songs for that mm-hmm. that episode, and the rest is history. I mean, and he's still one of our very good friends. He's mm-hmm. one of the, my favorite people out there. So that was that was a great time. It, but think about that once again. It seems like a lifetime ago almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And the podcasting thing for us has just been an opportunity for us to kind of spread our wings and meet new people and, and have some cool conversations. And, you know, here we are. So we're moving on. We're moving into 2022. I know we've got some ideas in the works. Uh, We have once again, of course, moved into the video, uh, you know, recording ourselves on video. And that's a whole new kind of ball of wax for us because we are always audio. yeah, it is. But uh, I mean, how long will we audio just audio before we jumped into into video? Because the first video we did was that uh, send up on Shaw, right? That was the first yeah. time we'd ever done like done video. And that wasn't even us. We were there during an event and, they, yeah. and we were on camera pretty much nervous out of our minds. <laughs> yeah. And that's when Scrub came in as Buster Rooney. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it threw us way <laughs> off even more so. Uh, yeah, which which I look back and it, it was hilarious, mm-hmm. and we just were not prepared. We were still too green for anything like that to know exactly how to how to uh, you know kind of adjust accordingly to uh-huh. to, to his because he came in character, right? Yep. We have our friend Scrub, music artist. He's a great rapper. He's a he's a great personality in St. Louis altogether. But he came in as as one of his characters that we didn't know existed up to that point, and that character mm-hmm. was Buster Rooney. And uh, he threw us off, threw us for a loop. And of course, we can find that somewhere. Where is that video for the send up on Shaw? Do we have possession of that even? 
I don't know if I have the video. Um, I, probably if I scroll back through Facebook, <laughs> that'd be a I long find it. scroll. But yeah, it'd be. It was what two years ago? Was it two years ago? Oh man, it, I think so. It, it couldn't have been just two years ago, right? It was just 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know I remember the reason why I say that is because it was I actually left there and met the guys in steeples and came down to my nephew's graduation party. So whenever he graduated, I want to say it was two No, he just turned 21. So maybe it was three years ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was three years ago. Yeah. It, like I said, it, it seems like just yesterday and it seems like forever ago all at the same time. Right. Yep. But you know, then we started trying to break into video and, and just by doing like, we had just a conference mic in a room, and it sounded mm-hmm. like you were just listening to us in a room. The uh, audio quality wasn't good for those videos. Then finally, uh, kind of started getting the, the hang of this, and, and you purchased that that Zoom mixer. And then I followed suit not too long ago, did the same. And so we're slowly getting our, our act together. I feel like maybe give us about four more years, and we're going to be able to do this <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Like, if, anybody, if anybody's seen, like, even the video, right? Like, I mean, not the video, the audio. Uh, for us to do interviews and stuff like that. If anybody could would see the rig that we had rigged up through our mixer to be able to do that for several years, <laughs> yeah. we did it that way. Yeah, shout they out would to... Be like, they'd be like, what are, what are you doing? And I've actually... Uh, I reached out to someone who is very involved in media and uh, you know in music and things like that. And asked him questions, and he's like, I have no idea what you're doing or how you're doing that, but that is a terrible way to do it. <laughs> hey. I was like, but it was literally the only option we had, and it lasted us for like two years. It was a complete hack. Uh-huh. Uh, but for for the, the gear that we had to work with, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was actually pretty ingenious. I was going to say shout out to uh, our buddy Jordan, a.k.a. Yeah. Right Hand Robot. He's like, okay, what do you got? And he's like, okay, do this. And it worked. It was like a, a uh-huh. way around the mix minus setup in order to do Skype interviews, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we didn't have the gear to do it. And so he took what we had and he made it work. And we did that for at least a couple of years, right? Two or three. Yeah. We didn't even know what mix minus was for probably a good year after that. <laughs> we just knew that this hack worked. Yes. And that's all, you know, and then like a year later, we're investigating, like, how can we get away from doing that? And then we start seeing this mix minus stuff, and it, which is basically just so the person on the other line can't, doesn't get feedback from you when you're when you're talking to them. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was like a, at least a year before we really even dove into it. And then at that point, we're like, the only option is pay like five hundred dollars for a mixer that has the mix minus in it, and we weren't at a a place in our lives to be able to do that. So we just kept on with the rig that we had for a while. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it's a little more than just the feedback though, because it also, it, it channels the audio everywhere where it needs to go Yeah. through the mixer. Right. So that because before we didn't have our quality of sound going through the mixer into our own video, we didn't have that capability. So if we were recording video, it, it just sounded like if we were like in the, in the same room per se. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then we, we couldn't do it. The one, one machine couldn't do everything at once unless you use the mix minus format, which we didn't have. Right. Now we have the mixer. Uh, thankfully you, you did the research on that and, and got the, uh, the zoom, which is a fantastic device. I, I'm still loving on mine. Still got have, I have some things to do on it yet that I, I haven't quite got it mastered yet, but it's a, 
it, it's I love what it does because it's just it, it's made for this. It's and, and that's yeah. what anyone that's out there that's, that's looking to, to break into it find something that's actually made for what you're doing. So you don't got to right. use a hack maybe or maybe use a hack if you want to. It, it works. But at any rate, yeah, I, man, I, I I definitely recommend that we've I love my Zoom. Yes, the Zoom L8 is what we're dealing with. I mean, it's got six. Uh, six plugins on it for anybody you want to have on the show. And yep. it's got plugins for just plugging your phone or your smartphone directly into it and USB for plugging in a computer and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I think it's kind of neat that we're, we're using two mixers to talk to each other through, through zoom right now. Yeah. And which is once again, how you get the, the quality sound that you want into the video. Yep. And, right. and also the four headphone jacks is big too. You know, yeah, that, that way, if you, if you only, you know, four people can listen to the headphones at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's huge because in our previous setup, only two could max and we had to use a splitter to do that. Right. So once again, another little hack that we had to use in order to be able to hear each other through the, uh, yeah. through the headphones, which is huge. Yeah. But, we're still, we're still learning as we go. I mean, I know it's been like five years, but we're now we're fine. I think we're fine tuning the things that we're learning. Yeah. You know, like even the video editing and stuff like that. We've been doing video for a long time, but I we're just really uh, honing in on the editing and how to, you know, do different cool things on the video and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, and a lot of that takes time. You know, the video production yeah. portion, uh, just the learning part is, I mean, you got to have time to do it. You got It's not necessarily hard. Some of the things are a little more complex and, and you got to have some tech savvy in order to, kind of navigate through some of these programs. But in a large part, man, it's just having the time to sit down and, and do it, especially mm-hmm. especially for like the first couple of times. It's just, right. it's, it's time consuming. And if you've got time to spare, then then great. Yeah, you'll be off to the races. But when you're told a full-time job, you have kids, you know, you've got this and that, it is a challenge to get everything done. But well, that, it's also, it's the, lear- it's the learning process that takes the longest. It's, yeah. you know, it's just one of another one of those things where if you know how to do something, it doesn't take that long to do it, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, I, I, uh, uh, compare it to, so on Christmas Eve, uh, me and my wife exchanged our Christmas gifts and she got me some extendable tow mirrors for my truck for pulling our camper and stuff. Right. And I, I was like, I could probably just watch a YouTube video and figure this out. And, uh, so I did that and found out you have to take the entire door panel off and everything just to get to the, the side view mirror to pull off and everything like that. So the first door took me about an hour and a half, two hours to actually take care of. And then the second door took me about 15 minutes. Right. Once I've kind of had somewhat of an idea of what I was, what I was doing. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it's. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you got to learn so you do know, so then you can actually do something with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Getting off the ground is, is one of the hardest things. You know, yeah. if, if I had to learn audacity all over again or, or anything like that, you know, it's just it's it just takes so much time that I guess we were fortunate to have the time that we have had in the different spots where we've had it in order to keep things rolling like we have. And, and right. hopefully, and hopefully that's, that continues so we can continue down this path, but it's, yep. it's been a great ride up till 2022. Uh, I, I assume you had a good Christmas. Uh, I did. this was junior's first Christmas. So I know that he yep. probably had a blast opening some gifts and 
running amok around the Christmas tree, even though he's not quite running yet, but uh, he is, we tried, I don't know. I felt, I felt weird because you know, he's only, he's about to turn five months. Yeah. So it's like, you try to put a wrapped present in front of him. You tear it off a little bit and put his hand on it to see if he'll pull it. And then everybody in the room is like, yay. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm like, he didn't do nothing. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. <laughs> yeah. It's right. But fun. you know, everybody's, everybody's excited and everybody, uh, you know, all eyes on him mainly for the whole, the whole Christmas. And it's, it's a different feeling for us for sure. You know, it, it's all of a sudden now you don't have, those feelings towards the presence that you're opening because that doesn't matter as much anymore. It's like, you're more excited about watching your kid get their gifts. Yeah. And even, even though he doesn't really know what's going on yet and know what he's getting, you know, even him getting a little toy that's got a bunch of lights and sounds on it that his eyes bug. And he's like, what the crap is that? You know, that kind of stuff is, makes you feel a lot better than me opening up my socks. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Maybe, maybe not for you though. Cause you're, you get pretty excited about opening up socks. Uh, you, yeah, I love socks. <laughs> I, I got uh, another ungodly amount of socks again this year. Did you? Nice. Everybody knows that, that crazy socks are my thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've got a lot of socks, dude. I, I actually got so many socks. I, I had to re-gift some of them. Not because, <laughs> you know, I needed to re-gift, like, because of finances or anything like that or, or whatever. is because I have too many socks at this point. <laughs> uh, so, so I got to be a little picky and choosy. And, and the good thing was I had some double, I, I had doubled up on some, so it was, it was pretty easy. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Christmas was good. And, and I, I'm at the stage with right now with my 13 year old that, uh, she is in a spot where, you know, I'm trying to engender a lot of, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm trying to instill a lot of values into my kids right now because they're getting to the age, they're past the age where. It's it should be all about them. I want them to be more compassionate toward others, you know, mm-hmm. to to get into the spirit of giving and not just getting. You know, once they get to a certain age, then I feel like that's important. And it was just a little thing. But my daughter, she's thirteen. She was in the floor on Christmas morning, passing out the gifts to everybody, to to me and her mother and and her brother. And she piled up all her gifts and saved hers for last. And I was like, well, you know, we want to see you open up a gift too. She's like, yeah, I just wanted to see you all open your gifts. You know, she, something like, you know, to the extent that she wanted to enjoy watching mm-hmm. us open those too. And so that's, a, that's a big moment for us. I need you to hang on one second. Okay. I forgot to yep. plug in my computer. It's going to die. Uh Oh, okay. Crisis averted. I meant, to, <laughs> I meant to do that earlier. All of a sudden I looked down. I was like, Oh crap. It was like redlining. It's like really close. So, okay. At any rate, it was, you know, one of those things where just part of the development of children, watching them grow up and get older. So that, that's kind of the moment or one of those moments that, uh, Mm -hmm. I could kind of look at and be like, okay, we're doing something right. Right. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Good Christmas though. I got me a new coffee maker, a ninja coffee pot. Heck yeah. I was Boy, needing, I didn't know ninjas made coffee pots. I really didn't either, to be honest with you, until more recently. And okay. I would just say as a little review, I'm I'm a big coffee guy. If you know me, you know that. But um it's a little slow, but it's got a a setting on it where you can be either classic or rich in mixture. 
and it's got all the other things that I need, like a timer, of course, and brew delay and all that good stuff. So I, that, that's that and some lights I got, some LED lights that got a little hook on them, they hang, and they have magnets for grilling or for, you know, any kind of working outside. Two of my favorite right. gifts other than the massive amounts of socks that I got. So, so on this Ninja, is this a pod? Like, does it take K-pods or is it just no. regular coffee? Regular okay. coffee, yeah. Okay. No, see, here's the thing with the with the pods, okay? The Keurig, mm-hmm. you know, I get it, okay? I'm just going to say that straight up. I get it, right? You want a quick cup of coffee? Bam. But it's not real coffee, dude. Let's just throw that out there. It's not coffee. It's not like real coffee. It, it's, it's a coffee-flavored drink. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's got caffeine in it. It does the job, but it's not like coffee. It's not real. <laughs> Is that your conspiracy theory for 2021? <laughs> K-cups are not coffee. I think I just needed to get that out there because it felt so good when I was saying it. It's like <laughs> I, I can see I, it in your face. You, you've, This has been on your chest for so long. Dude, dude I feel such a, a sense of relief right now. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that little moment. And this, this is why I podcast. That's only one of the ways that coffee gives you feelings of relief. Right. So talk the truth <laughs> about it. You know, I'm, I'm a big coffee guy. And I tell you what, more recently, like maybe three or four years ago, I actually started to grind my own beans. Like I just got a small grinder, nothing special. Right. But the... The quality of the coffee that you get from grinding a bean on your own and then put it in the coffee maker and, and making it, wow, you know. So I mean, each with each step that you take, it becomes like more and more. Like you, you start to get a, a much more significant sense of the quality of the coffee. And for me, a, a, a Keurig pod is just like you know, it, it's like at the bottom of the of the echelon of quality. <laughs> And then you, you start going up from there. Anyway, I digress. It, okay. It's yeah, but yeah, good Christmas, you know. And and I was, it, it's always a good time with family, extended family. Um, when you start so did having, you, did, did you do Christmas at your house? We did Christmas Eve at my mother's. Okay. After the death of my father in in 2017, we did all the all the the holidays at my house for a while because we needed time because it was always at mom and dad's house. But uh, since then, we, we have Thanksgiving here at my house still. And then we have Christmas Day dinner, like at my house. Everybody comes back over after, you know, the, the families all open up gifts on their own at, at their own houses. But Christmas Eve at Mom's. And it, it's always a good time. And, and on that note, once, once family members start passing away, holidays change. You know, you lose grandparents. You lose parents. Um, you lose people. You lose aunts and uncles. You know, that too. So... We've lost all of those, you know, since since 2016. Uh, it was when we really started to experience a lot of the the death in my family. Was was really you know blessed until up until that point, and then all of a sudden it was just like bam, bam. Uh, people started dropping off, but uh, it, it changes changes the dynamic of things. But it's also to me, it also causes you to really take some introspection into you know this is going to change again. You know, it's just a matter of time. So really enjoy. The times that you have with your family, you know, because that's really what you know should be all about. But good right. times were had. I mean, I assume yep. you all too, right? You had good family times, oh, yeah. and yeah. Well, this was one of the least hectic, which you would think would be the opposite. Uh, I mean, you know, COVID has put a little bit of a damper on on things in that sense, but 
you would think with having a little guy now that it would be more hectic, but it didn't like we, all, all we did was we did our own Christmas on Christmas Eve, uh, here at the house. And then on Christmas morning, we went to my mom's and had, you know, my sister and brother-in-law and nieces and nephews and stuff. Uh, and that was it. Then we just hung out for the rest of the day yesterday, which was awesome because it was freaking 70 degrees outside and awesome. Didn't really feel like Christmas. Leading up to Christmas didn't feel like Christmas this year. Like nothing felt Christmassy this year to me. Yeah. And like weather wise, I mean, that, that just, I think that just drove it home. The, the whole Mm -hmm. concept of not feeling like Christmas but yep. a lot of things, I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, the Christmas magic just hasn't, it, it doesn't have its the same magic as what it used to. You know, it used to be so much more. Um, uh, so is that like, is that person, you mean personally? Like, is that an age thing or? That's kind of what I'm asking. That's what I'm wondering. I, I've been asking people here and there what they think about that. It's like, do, does it seem like that that whole Christmas thing isn't, what it used to be or is it just because I'm getting old? Yeah. I th- I think I think it's both. I think it's I think it's a cultural thing for us. I think with a lot of like there was a t- there was a time where Christmas, which is a Christian holiday, right? A time where it was a lot more prevalent. And I, I think it has a, a a strong secular tone too, but it has a a particular kind of secular tone to it that doesn't include like other religions, especially, right? If that makes any sense, it's kind of the Christian and, and secular uh, holiday, and, and they kind of got along with Santa Claus and Jesus. I think they they kind of got along, but then when you have other cultures who um, felt left out, or they felt like, hey, this you know this doesn't represent us, and that's becoming more and more prevalent, I guess maybe in our culture, right? Because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pushback against. Your Christian white male for sure, but even just your Christian cultural, your Christian mm-hmm. culture, um, that was just kind of part of daily life in this country, I, I guess for quite a, quite a while. I know it was when I was a kid more so, and now it's not. And so I think that that might be part of it too. But you know, I also think it's because I'm getting I'm getting older, and the magic of Christmas is it's just different. It, it seemed like it was it was a lot bigger of a deal back in the eighties, nineties. I don't know. What, what's your thoughts? I think I kind of think it's an age thing because I think most people are going to say the same thing that you are. Maybe not the whole like different religions thing, but just the fact that the ma- like the Christmas magic that you talk about isn't really there anymore. Um, but maybe it's because just because Christmas isn't like the priority anymore. You know, the priority is your kids and family and stuff like that versus yourself, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I I feel like it's definitely a a change, but it's hard for me to put my finger on it. And plus, it I it, I think it's a conglomeration of a different a, a lot of different things that that have changed. I think there is a lot of cultural difference. I think that and people just have just another thing. I wonder. I know it's like this for my. I think my family in particular is basically we we have so much. In, in, as, as you know, we just as as a as a people, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to make this not sound like crass because I don't have a, a lot of money. You know, my, I didn't grow up rich by any stretch. Uh, we didn't have much when I was growing up, as a matter of fact. And I feel like I have so much, and my kids have so much now. And we don't really have like a lot of money, but we do okay. You know, and so like so like the the magic of when you're young and you 
don't have a whole lot of money, but you get that Nintendo 64 on Christmas or something like that, that just blows your mind that you actually have that versus now it's like, we kind of have, we have enough money to have the things that we want throughout the year already that, you know, getting a big gift on Christmas isn't near as much as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're spoiled, right? Yeah, but right. I, I, but that doesn't speak to everybody because I know there are people True. out there yeah. still that are you know not well off at all, and, and mm-hmm. so unfortunately, life is disproportionate, you know, and it's not fair, and you have yeah. you have your haves and your have-nots, and I'm I'm by no stretch once again one of the, what I would consider a have, you know, but well, consider, compared ask- to other people, you know, I have a lot more in, in, than than what they do. Let me ask you this: Does your family so like when it, when Christmas is coming around? And you're you're thinking, what am I going to get my sister? What am I going to get my mom? You know, this, that, and the other. Do you do a lot of getting a hold of them and saying, hey, what do you need? Or what would you like for me to get you for Christmas? Or, or do you like the surprise factor of just getting them something that they don't know what's coming? Well, that it's it's kind of, uh, it, it can be tricky. Uh-huh. Uh, you can really miss the ball sometimes if you, <laughs> if you think that, yeah, they're going to love this. And, yeah. and you can see it on their face. It's like they're trying to be polite, but you can see, man, you totally just swing and a miss on this one. Yeah. So I, I prefer like knowing, and this is kind of the perfect scenario, I suppose, but I prefer knowing what's going to be a hit, but not them knowing that I know. Or right, th- them yeah. having any idea. Because I do like right. the surprise. It's fun. You know, it's uh-huh. fun to have that surprise. But, you know, it's it's kind of silly, though, if you just buy a bunch of crap, which I, I'm trying, you know, the past several years, making sure that I don't, don't just buy crap just for the sake of buying crap, you know, just as, right. as a gift. My, my grandma and grandpa and even my mom and dad, as I've gotten older, you know, they always got me things that were useful. Like my grandma always has for the most part, you know, I'd get earmuffs or I'd get a flashlight or I'd get, you know, pocket knives or, you know, and, and when you're a kid, you're like, eh, you know, I'm glad my ears are warm and everything, but I really wanted something <laughs> to play with. I've yeah. always liked pocket knives. That was always cool. But uh, now that I'm older, man, like I said, one of my favorite gifts was that light. Those, it's actually a couple of lights, a set of lights, a pair and, uh, and socks, like I love socks <laughs> and I love gloves. You get me gloves yeah. and socks and lights, man, I'm that's fire to me now. You know, I don't, yeah, well, I don't the need why, the bells the reason, and whistles. The reason why I asked is because like it really hit me hard this year. Um, and probably another reason why it doesn't, it didn't really feel like Christmas this year is because of that. It was like, it just seemed like all the family was, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? I'll order it right now. Like, just tell me what you want for Christmas or this, that, and the other. And mm. I, it even came down to where I had like one family member who was like, it was getting close to Christmas and we hadn't gotten them anything yet because it was because we didn't know what to get them. They're, they're hard. They're kind of hard to get, you know, to buy for anyways. And they hadn't told us what they wanted yet. And the family member was basically, or we were basically like, it's, well, this is on them. Like, because they haven't told us what they want yet. And in that moment, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this takes away everything from Christmas. We're just in a scenario where we're getting we're getting mad at the person we're buying a gift for because they haven't told us what gift they want me to buy them yet. <laughs> like that how how is that a thing? Like, why are we why are we doing that? Like we're just taking everything away from 
from Christmas there. That that's what makes it feel like it's not Christmas to me. And I I, I kind of got upset about it because I was just thinking like we're not surprising anybody with anything. Like this is just a ran- it just feels like a random day in December where we have to buy somebody a gift, but we don't want to put any effort into surprising them with it. So we have to find out from them what exactly what they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that scenario. I mean, it, it hits, it hits home. I, I get it. it yeah. It's, it's just, it's not like, Hey, even surprise. Here's a pair of gloves. It's yeah. like, you know, tell me what you want so I can go out and get it and wrap it up or put it in a bag and just mm-hmm. take it, take it. Right. <laughs> Let's eat ham. <laughs> and so I, like I said, I think there's there's just myriad reasons why Christmas is, doesn't seem like Christmas anymore. And I, mm-hmm. I think I think it's more than just me getting older, though. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I know that's part of it, you know, because obviously as, as a child, you're going to enjoy these things more because you, you believe in Santa maybe or or you don't you know, you don't make your own money or at least not very much of it when you get into your teenage years, your older teenage years. And so getting those gifts is like, well, I, I got stuff. I got something that's neat. Um, but it's more than that to me. There's, I think it's society, and I think it's maybe even things like COVID and just the current events going on, and there's so much animosity, and there's not much Christmas spirit. There's so much, like, I don't know. I know there always has been, like, people, people groups and, and just different people fighting back and forth and arguing, not getting along in, in our culture and our society. I don't know. It just seems like everything is so prevalent. And maybe it's because of technology. Maybe everything is so in our face nowadays that it's just drained our spirits of anything. Because before we had, I mean, when I was growing up, you had channels two, four, five, nine, eleven, and 30, if you're lucky, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, nowadays you've got the 24 hour news cycle and you've got Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon prime. And you've got, I guess people still watch cable and satellite. I don't know, but you, I mean, ESPN, you've got all this stuff that's just always constantly in your face. And mm-hmm. we, d- we don't take any time to rest and just to, to be ourselves anymore. And so I don't, maybe that's draining our spirits, too. I, like I said, I think it's all the above. But I still had a good Christmas. I, I did, still too. Do. For sure. And I think my family did, and, and I hope that everybody did out there. But, uh, I, you know, it's we're getting ready to go into 2022. And there were some things that happened in 2021 that I think are worth are worth mentioning. So some of the so the memorable 2021 highlights that I that I recognize. We start off with January 6th, the quote unquote insurrection, which you know the FBI actually uh, released a statement saying this wasn't quite an insurrection. You know they're using semantics because an insurrection is when people are actually trying to overthrow the government. They're trying to take over. And that really wasn't what was going on. You had mm-hmm. some people, they did, a group of them overran the Capitol. They, they busted in, right? We even had one of our buddies that was there protesting. He didn't go in the Capitol. Right. But, but our, our good friend, uh, Bryant Wolfen, was there for the protests. Um, but there were some people that went in there and like took pictures in Nancy Pelosi's office, which is kind of funny. But at the same time, you know, you're talking about a pretty... It was it was an offense. Like there there's people going to prison for that for that day mm-hmm. now. That's kind of how we set things off. You know, I, how about you? Did you really pay a whole lot of attention to that? I mean, was that on your radar? That whole running the... for like for like two days. Yeah, <laughs> like while it was going on. But man, I the news cycle is so weird to me because I don't really follow it. You know, it's just like you said a while ago, you know, when back in the day you had two, four, five, nine, 11, and 30, 
you know, and you, you, the news you got was on one of those channels, but it was so limited to those channels. Now I, I watch Netflix <laughs> and I watch Hulu and stuff like that. You know, I don't watch the news on, on TV. Most of the news like that I get from TV is from my mom telling me about it, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what's hap- what's happening out there. So uh, yeah, I, I, I followed it for as long as I felt like I needed to follow it. Yeah. But it was also, uh, it's like, I knew this is a big event, but it doesn't really affect me personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to step over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I asked that question for a couple of reasons, because I'm kind of in the same boat is like in passing, I watch a little more news than what I feel like you do. Uh, but, but I do agree with that. Like, like before you'd, you'd watch the world news. I'd watch channel five with Tom Brokaw. Uh, you grew up, you know, for the most part, watching Tom Brokaw and then it turned into Brian Williams until he was, you know, got caught being a big fat liar. And then it was, uh, that so, was the dude, was that the dude that was like supposed to be in a plane or something and was actually wasn't or something like something that, like that. like being on the ground in the middle of Iraq. I don't know. Something goofy. Oh Okay. Okay. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was just telling some stories to make himself look a little more heroic than than what he should have. That went well. <laughs> yeah. No. It didn't go well at all for him. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, you, you. I mean, you can find CNN all the time, Fox News, uh, MSNBC. You can see these these constant news stories, just twenty four hour news cycle. Just you know, you can turn on anytime you want to and be fed that which is not really so much about news nowadays as it is about commentary, you know, mm-hmm. and depending on which side you're on, you can go root for your team and live in that echo chamber or whatever. Uh, but anyway, the, the January 6th didn't really capture my attention. I, I, I had to take a step back and wonder why. So first of all, was it because that I am so apathetic toward anything that has to do with the government nowadays? Probably has something to do with it, Right. I just, mm-hmm. I have trouble caring, and it's because there's so much just, I don't know what to believe anymore, so I don't really believe in hardly anything. We've had that conversation before on the show, and so it's just easy for me just to tune it out, I guess, and also I wonder, you know, if it were something, if, if, if the people, if it was a different crowd of people, like let's, for instance, let's say this was a group of uh, Muslim people who overran the Capitol and did the same thing. Would that have caught my attention more? What do you think? Like, would you have paid more attention to that? Mm, I guess to, to really try to find out what the, the, like the reasoning, I guess maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay. Would it have seemed more, would it have seemed more like insidious or, like like dangerous more of a threat if it would if it wouldn't have been the the people because i know you're like me in this vein not trump supporters not like we're not trumpsters you know uh yeah. we were open to see how things went for the first time around you got to see you got to see the circus okay okay well that's what that is so uh-huh. let's move on but at the same time not really like we we don't really land politically on, on either side of that. So what if it were somebody different? I think because it was white people, right? At least a majority, everybody that I've seen was white. They were Trump supporters. 
they they went in. Um, they they kind of made a mockery of the whole thing of like the, going into people's offices, and you had that dude with the, his face painted with no shirt on. His, I think his chest was painted too, and he, he like he was out of the Patriot movie. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so it was it looked like a goof to me. I, I think. But what if it would have been people that didn't look like me, being a white male? What would what you know would I have paid more attention to it? So basically, what I'm doing here is an exercise to check try to check my own bias. And I was wondering if you you know if you could kind of give any insight as to what you would think as well. I know it, it's hard to think about it because it, it is what it is, but it makes sense though. I mean, because I don't want to use the word different, but they are like if it was a different culture of people that was doing it, they are different from us, which would make it seems like it would make it more newsworthy or like more of, I don't know. I, I feel like any way that I try to paint this, it's going to make me sound bad and I don't want to. I know it's like a but, landmine. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to say, yes, I would probably pay attention to it more okay. if, if, if it was. And, yes. I, and I think that's an honest answer from you. And I know it's a landmine trying to like say the right thing without being <laughs> offensive because yeah. you know, we're not offensive. Like, like you and I land on the same page on this once again. Uh, we, we don't try to like have explicit biases or or you know anything like that. I abhor racism, and and I don't I don't really have a, an agenda per se when it comes to liberal or conservative, Democrat Republican. It's like I, I feel like I kind of land in my own little spot, and that that's how it should be. I have mm-hmm. different views, and some land over on the left, some land over on the right. It's just kind of the way that I am, and I'm okay with that. But uh, I, I, I still feel like more people should be that way, too, though. I mean, I, I feel like every, people would get along a lot better if people were the way that we claim to be. I agree. Yep, I you agree. Know. It's like if but you're. Anyways, but, yeah, I was just going to say on that note, though, like if you are like if you're pro-life. OK. And then if you are also uh, for uh, government insurance, whatever, socialized insurance you know, like Obamacare, whatever, then okay. You know, and, and you can be both at the same time. Second Amendment, you like, you like, you know, you th- think guns are a right. Yeah, okay. And you can do that. And you can also be like, yeah, I want to protect the environment. And I, I have some green ideas. You know, I think we should all not pollute and, and take care. Okay. You know, but that's not the way that everything works. You know, it's you're all so even, polarized. You're not even a person. There's no way that you can be for all of those things. That doesn't make any sense. I know, right? It's like some kind of a, a mutant. <laughs> yeah, get burned at the stake. Anyway, <laughs> that that whole thing, and I just kind of wanted to uh, ask you about whether or not you think we would pay more attention. I I do. I think I would pay more, a lot more attention, and not on purpose. You know, I think it's just an implicit thing when when it's somebody like I know a lot of Democrats, liberals, they thought that January sixth thing was just horrible. It was like, and they still talk about like, oh my gosh, can you you know, imagine? the gall of those people, they should all be imprisoned and burned at the stake. Um, and I was like, really, think, was it really that big of a deal? And I had to check myself. Like, why don't I think it's that big of a deal? Hmm. This is probably another question that's hard to answer, but do you think that if it was a different culture of people that was doing it, that a lot more would be imprisoned than what happened? Also a good question, you know, because I've heard people say, you know, if that would have been African-American folks, there'd been a lot more people shot by the police. Is that true? Yeah, I hate to think so, but but is it? I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say yeah. either way, but it's a good question to to ponder, right? Because it makes you think. Um, and you had, I mean, you had assault people, police officers assaulted. You had many assaults that went on during that time. 
Mm-hmm. One guy was uh, had assaulted a, a police officer with a uh, fire extinguisher, and he just got sentenced. And should he have gotten sentenced? Absolutely, you know. But right. would other people would they have been shot? You know, more likely to be shot on the spot. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. not my call. Um, then we moved on to the billionaire space club, so to speak, where we had Jeff Bezos of Amazon and Richard Branson of. What is he? Virgin Galactic, I think, is what he is now. Something ridiculous, right? Uh, Yeah. So these two guys wanted to show off. It's not about who has the biggest yacht anymore, is is what I saw one article say. It's not about being in the yacht club anymore. It's about who can fly in a rocket to, quote unquote, outer space. It's not like they went to the moon or anything. They were in, like... They just broke through the atmosphere, maybe. They, they were up What's, that, up what's there. that line called? Like, they're breaking, they're going past a certain line, right? Yeah, but I don't remember what it's called. I think Crap. we talked about it on the show before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have the reference point for me, but it, just ridiculousness. Yeah. We, I, I don't know if we've really talked much about it, but, I mean, do you, is this advancing us any, do you think? Like how is how how is sending uh, William Shatner to you know pass this line into technically space? How is that advancing our us as a society as a race, whatever? Right, and I think this is where the ridiculous part comes in. It is ridiculousness because I guess overall the technology itself can be used for good things, like to advance people to advance the exploration of, of, of space in general. This in and of itself, though, was pretty much, as far as anyone who, who uh, reported this whole space race thing between these two guys. And of course, you had Elon Musk. I think when we talked about it on the show before, we were talking about Elon Musk did too, but he never did. I don't think he ever went up. He's of course right, the he's the the, uh, the creator of SpaceX. He you know, owns that. He's I mean he's doing he, he wants to get to Mars. He wants to send somebody to Mars. But this was let's see who has the bigger rocket, right? I mean uh-huh. this is basically what this was between these two fellows, because Richard Branson has been talking about going up for a long time, just never did. Uh, Bezos did, and then Branson nine days later finally went up and did it too because he had to, you know, show his rocket off as well. That's what this was. It, it, I mean, these, it, it's like, like who has the bigger yacht? Like how does that advance society as a whole? It right. doesn't. So I, I think these guys, I mean, they're probably using the existing technology. Could this perpetuate into something more useful for society as a whole? Probably. Is it going to, eh, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Amazon is cool. It's very convenient for me, and I, I don't have to go to the store and I could just buy something off Amazon, and it is delivered to my house. It's pretty convenient. You know, it, it benefits me in that way. Jeff Bezos is a super billionaire because of it. You know, so if we do benefit from anything, that's going to be table scraps that they. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Brush off to us normal people, us little guys. So right. That happened in 2021. It was it was a joke. I think they made jokes out of themselves more than anything than they did. Uh, and maybe some people thought they were cool. I didn't. Of course, we also one of the big the big stories of 2021 is the vaccine mandate ups and downs. The vaccine in general, right at the beginning, yeah, like the vaccine in general came in 2021. Yeah, basically it did. Uh, it seems like they might have had it just about completed it at the end of last year, but 
I think they started actually injecting people in January and into February, maybe of 2021. And so the vaccine was, was uh, definitely a big story and the mandate up ups and downs, I think has really, really as if we needed any more proof of the polarization of our, of our country between two sides. Once again, the mandate itself, the vaccine itself, it has become a political issue for a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I don't get it. I do, but I don't, you know? Um, but I, I have, I have an issue and cause you know, I listened to Sam Harris, you know, it used to be the waking up podcast and, and now it's a making sense podcast with Sam Harris. I love listening to Sam Harris. Don't agree with everything uh, that he says ever. You know, I never have, but I feel like he is, he's always a voice of reason. He's always like, he gives a very, very, just a, a clear and concise uh, talk with a lot of good scientific information about whatever the subject matter is. He starts to, he's, I start to lose him a little bit when it comes to the, to the vaccine and the mandate. And it has nothing to do with like the efficacy, the effectiveness of this vaccine. Nothing to do with that. It has to do with the reasons why like people frame it as, well, people just need to kind of, and he doesn't say this outright explicitly. And he's not the only one. It's just, he was somebody that I was listening to. I bring up for a quick example, but it's just like, they need to get over it, you know? And, and it's just because it's a political thing and they're following their political leaders or, or their, you know, their political, whatever their, their, their tribe, their group is why they're against this vaccine. But what gets me is that it's been political. It's been politicized from the beginning and not by everyday people, but by politicians and by the right. media. It's not the common man's fault. The common person's fault that yeah. this thing is politicized. And, and so they want to throw it off like, oh, you know, these, these these silly people, they just, you know, they're so simple. They don't understand science. You know, you could read the studies right here. Well, I could f I also find you studies where it shows the opposite. You could always find studies that support your, you know, your uh, preconceived notion. Um, but it, it, this struck me the other day. Trump was the first one to start talking about a vaccine. And it came out just the other, not too long ago where Biden and Kamala Harris were saying, eh, you know, I, I think we ought to hold off. This, this vaccine, it, it, it got pushed through too quickly. They don't quite trust it yet. That was before Biden got elected, or, or at least, I, I think it was before he got elected. Afterwards, oh, no, trust the science. Trust the science. Like, this vaccine, it's, it's A-OK. -okay. So anyone I, I guess I guess I guess they've seen the, the dollar signs at some point in between those saying those two different things, huh? I think they seen the dollar signs, and I also think that they saw the political tide. They yeah. saw that because because it, it, it does, it's not about the vaccine. I mean, it is, but in their political talks, it's not. Because if Trump would have won again, you think that Biden would have said, "Okay, yeah, you know, it's this vaccine's a okay. Let's push it through. Let's push. Let's support Trump on these mandates." No, every one of these people who support it, because it was Trump, they would have not supported it. Just like the people on the other side don't support it because it's Biden. It's well, I mean, that happens all the time in politics, regardless. Too, not about the vaccine, but about several. You know, when when you got one politician going against another, and they're bashing, saying, "Oh, well, back in 2013, they were for this, and then in 2016, they came out and were against the same exact thing." And it's like they they never have to like explain themselves right on why they flopped from one to the other, but it's money. 
I mean, it's money in politics that like, that's literally what it is. It's not just because, oh, well, I made a, a reasonable decision and I researched and I did this that, and the other to make a reasonable decision to change my mind. And now this is why I go for this instead of the other, right? You know, they never have to explain themselves. They should. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know that's your point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. they, they never have to because nobody holds them to task. And the reason for that is, is because it, the, the polarization, because whichever side you're on, since, since you're anti-Trump pro Biden or whatever, then the people that are pro Biden don't make him have to explain his flip flopping. And the people that are pro Trump don't make him have to explain his whole Trumpism, whatever it is in, in that particular case. So it's just, it's a team sport, but anybody that tells me that it's not, it's not politicized at that level, you're, you're not just, I mean, you're, you're full in yourself, but, and, and it doesn't, I mean, I don't care, right? It's to me, this is not about the vaccine itself. It's about people who want to preach and people who want to say that they, they want to hold themselves higher to account and, and they want to talk about, oh, it's about lives. It's about saving lives, this and that. You tell me right now, if Trump was president and he was the one pushing this vaccine mandate, what do you think would happen on the other side? I mean, honestly, and, and and what would happen on the Trump side? It would be a complete and total flip flop. It would be a complete reverse of what we're seeing now, you know, and, and that's it. And so it just, it amazes me when people can't see through that. And I expected more out of my, my good friend. He has no idea who I am, but uh, my good friend, Sam Harris, because I, I listen to his <laughs> podcast religiously. I, I love Sam. I'm sure he listens to this too. Don't, uh, don't sell yourself short. He better, you know what? And I'm, I'm letting go of too much here, but I'm, I'm thinking about starting my own like little snippet of a podcast, my own show where all uh-huh. I do is argue with some of the points that I disagree with Sam Harris on. And I'm going to call it, you know, just arguing with Sam or something like that. It's going to be genius. my whole show. It, it, and I don't know Dude, if he'll, why, it, Dude, why? I bet people have had to have done that, right? I have no idea. Like what? Like it doesn't have to be specifically like one certain podcaster. It could just be like random, like art. You know, I don't. I don't. If you call it like arguing with podcasts or something like that, or arguing with podcasters, and you your whole show is just playing clips from other podcasts and then arguing the other side, right? Yeah, I, That's it, genius. Well, well, you know, and this is how it came to me in the first place because I do that. I listen to podcasts and I argue with them, and they don't hear me though. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> does, just me. And so I'm like, you know what? I might as well just record this and and then keep tagging them in it until maybe one of their handlers find it. Uh, uh, because I've even thought about doing this with with people right? like politicians, like having them play their cl- clips, and I just sit there and argue with them as if they're talking to me. But. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know, something that I know Joe Rogan has talked about is that people get upset that they're listening to like his podcast and they they feel like they have kind of like a relationship with him because they know him so well. But it's a one sided relationship because he has no idea who you are. And so he'll say something and he might be wrong or you might just disagree with it. It might be an opinion that you don't that you don't agree with but you can't say anything back to him and it's frustrating. And so that he was talking about how people get on like YouTube or other social media platforms and make comments that with so much vitriol, they're so angry and it's because right. they, they feel like they don't have a voice. Like they're a part of this conversation, but it's one way. And so they mm-hmm. get on there and guess what? Joe still doesn't see it cause he doesn't read all those. <laughs> and so you see, just, I do, I, I do that, but it's not like, uh, I don't get mad about like not, 
being able, like them not being able to hear me about certain things. It's more about like when you hear a question asked on a podcast and you know the answer, but you can't freaking tell them because they don't know who you are. <laughs> it's like, I know that answer. I know that. And then at the end, they don't have an answer to it. And then you would like, if I wanted to let them know, I would have to email in and then hopefully they would actually listen <laughs> right. to my, or read my email <laughs> to answer the question, which could be weeks from now. And I can't take that long. I've got to <laughs> let them know now. <laughs> and it drives me nuts. I know yeah, there was, I do it all the time and it's rough. And I, I feel that there, there's no way around it though. Right. There's no way, especially when someone has such a huge audience like Joe Rogan, Sam Harris. They're not, they're, I could email them or I could argue with them until I'm blue in the face. They're not going to hear it. They don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Joe Rogan, you know, I still listen to Joe Rogan. I still listen to him with the same frequency that I pretty much always have. I don't listen to all the fight uh, companions. I don't, I don't listen to any of them. I don't listen to most of his sit-downs with other comedians. Uh, I, I handpick the guests that most of them are like, you know... Um, more the intellectuals. I, I like hearing them. Um, I'm still, and I, I mentioned this, that I'm still a Joe Rogan listener on, on the regular because there's been a, a quite a bit of backlash on Joe more and more. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it's because he's kind of taking on Oprah Winfrey status as far as his talk show goes, you know, because he's getting such a big audience and he's got such a following of people, a particular kind of people. And, you know, like Oprah, she had, you know, primarily female viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know if you'd say stay-at-home moms, but probably not. Because it was more of a, a liberal base, uh, just but, but primarily women. She was empowering. She had ideas that they kind of, uh, they attached themselves to. They could relate to those ideas and they identified with her and... Uh, they, 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 her show was exciting for them, whatever. Joe Rogan kind of has that same kind of following with bro type of dudes, I guess. But he's facing a lot of backlash, I think because he's gotten so big and because he has that bro following. And so people kind of, they, they poke at that. I still listen to Joe though. And I wanted to make the, the comment before we talk about this, this next and final subject of 2021 is that I watched Joe for his quality of guests and the quality of the show. You know, I, I think that people that hold Joe up on, on a pedestal or the people that only see the people holding up Joe on a pedestal are, are missing a really good show. I think you're yeah. missing, I, I, you're missing a lot of good interviews. You're missing a lot of good talks and a lot of good questions. And uh, that's really what the show is supposed to be all about. Anytime you, it, Oprah the same way, you know, I, of course I never watched Oprah. I, I might've seen some episodes here and there, but people get so hyper-focused on the personality themselves that they miss a lot of the good content that's actually inherent within what that person is doing, you yeah. know? And, and so there, there's, there's some good stuff going on there. There's some good questions. And, and so I think people just like to hate, you know? Um, of course they do. So, <laughs> right. I mean, duh. <laughs> but, you know, Joe Rogan is one of those that's smart enough that, what do they call it? Like tweet and retreat or, you know, something like that. Like you post and then you leave. Yeah. You don't read comments. You don't look at all that crap. You just, you post what you want to post and then you walk away from it. And he's one of the ones that's smart enough to do that. You know, he doesn't let himself get crippled by 
actually going through comments of all the people that hate his guts and that want to kill his family and everything else. He doesn't read that stuff. He's smart enough to not. Right. And that's super important. A, he wouldn't have time, but also you get engulfed with all the negativity, which was his main point, you know, is that you'll drive yourself crazy. Sam Harris talks about that himself because he, he still gets pulled into some of the Twitter chicanery that, uh, you know, people will disagree with them and name call and try to try to hook him into a kind of a, a circular argument or whatever. And he doesn't have quite that. I think he's gotten better and better, but he still gets pulled in sometimes and you can't do that, especially when yeah. you've got that much notoriety. You got that much popularity. I mean, I guess if you, I, I guess if you have the mindset that you can go into like some of these comments and pick and choose ones that you think like of people who are of their right mind that are maybe just questioning the things that you said, if you can go into it with that kind of a mindset and, and like pick and choose different comments that like, Oh, maybe that's something good to discuss Yeah. or, you know, why I choose this over that or something like that. But you know, you'd have to go through thousands and thousands and thousands of threads to be able to find those kinds of things. It's a great thought. And I've actually thought of this as well. Because like you, I feel like you're going to miss some good stuff just by throwing out the you know, the, the, the baby with the bathwater, I guess. Yeah. So, But if you're, if you're Joe Rogan status or, or even Sam Harris status as far as the, the show goes, you could have handlers, right? I mean, you, you have people who weed through these comments and look and look for that. So you, you pay somebody, I don't know, <laughs> you throw some money at them, say go through these 10,000 comments. And, and out of 10,000, you might find five or six that might actually be something useful, something, you know, whatever, something uh-huh. that's worth mentioning or something that's worth thinking about. Even if you don't like mention it or, or start a dialogue to comment back, you at least like acknowledge that, okay, I get that, that, that you know, I, I see you there. That was good. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that would be, I don't know. I think that'd be well worth the little bit of money you'd have to throw at that to get it done. And the time that the, the person would spend doing that. But right. Anyway, Joe Rogan took a lot of heat. And I think this was one of the one of the highlights of twenty twenty one that it was frustrating only because it it, it also highlighted what's prob the, the problem with our society overall. And well, the big thing was the horse dewormer, right? Ivermectin. Yep. And, and how CNN piled on that. I saw it pile on on social media before CNN CNN ever like caught wind of it, and I was just shocked. I was floored when CNN did the same thing. It's like really, this 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 has been a news organization since what? Since the eighties, I think I, they were the first like news channel that was out there, and and they they jumped on this whole horse dewormer kick, you know? Yeah. It uh, it just showed that that people were willing to pile on. A, without either doing the research or B, not caring about the research, being on the other side. You know, research is supposed to be so important and these studies are so important, this and that. And you've had people on social media, which is understandable. They just, they pile on it and it, was, it became the next meme. Some of the memes were hilarious though. Did you ever see the one yeah. where they showed this horse and it, and it showed like stage by stage this transformation from horse to like, and it showed Joe Rogan as like a centaur. <laughs> he, had a, he, had a, he had a man body all the way down to his waist and below that like he was the, a horse uh, what's, 
what's that commercial? What's is it a uh is it like old spice or something? What's that commercial with the centaur? I, I think it's something like that. Or it might what is it? It might be old remember. spice, like shampoo or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you know, CNN's like any other news source, man. You've got to they feel like they have to be on top of everything as fast as possible. And I think a lot of that has to do or like a lot of lack of research is done there just to try to get the story or get that, you know, their take out in the media. So maybe they're, maybe they don't, they don't feel like they don't have the time to do the necessary research to get it out of there, get that's, it out there. Is that's, that a smart thing to do? Absolutely that's, not. That's terrible. <laughs> but terrible. I mean, do you agree? I get it. Maybe. I, I also think that they had an agenda like anytime that, because there's probably a lot of jealousy of Joe Rogan. Well, I know there is. There's people yeah. that are jealous, and even in the news organization, I think they expose expose themselves to being jealous because he has so many so many more viewers than they do. And so, any chance they had to take him out or to discredit him, I think that's what they were attempting to do. And you know, they probably got in too big of a hurry. Like you said, they got a lot going on, but they just they drove that that uh, narrative into the ground. But it I mean, made them look kind of, so they, foolish. Yeah, they they screw themselves because they say something about Joe, and then the next episode, Joe Rogan can go. He has such a following, he can go on there and say, "CNN said this about me, and this is why that's wrong." And all of a sudden, the narrative is back in like the the ball is back in his court immediately. Yeah, and CNN like they just screw, they screw themselves that fast. Yeah, I think the ball is back in his court in, a, in an even bigger way. Yeah. Because now CNN looks like a bunch of jerks to anybody mm-hmm. who cares, you know, yeah. but it, but it's like, I don't know if you saw the other day, I'm not even sure what the format is, but uh, Joe Biden was, I, I guess he was taking phone calls. He and the wife, I, I, I guess that's who that was. And some dude, it was a Christmas thing. It was some kind of promotional thing where he was, you know, being oh, yeah, with yeah, the I people. Seen this. Yeah. And the guy uh-huh. said, let's go, Brandon. And he goes, I agree. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Is he that oblivious? He can't be, right? I think he is. I do. Because it looked like the lady, I assume that was his wife that was sitting there. I think she knew exactly what was happening there because she was just like, she looked awkward. She looked uncomfortable. But (laughs) Joe was just being Joe. Like, oh, it looked like the the old grandpa who has no idea that, you know, what's going on because he only hears every three or four words that you say. And he just agreed with him. Yeah, I agree. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and it was this long pause because <laughs> the dude straight ghosted him after that. But <laughs> my, my, my point was that this uh, is not going to change people's minds uh, about Joe right. Biden and his competency. People's yeah. minds are already made up, man. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem with, with society. If, if you think Joe Rogan's a hack and, and that all of his listeners are just bros who you know, just worship the ground he walks on and ivermectin, ivermectin is a horse dewormer and it, it, you're anti-vax if you don't think the mandate is, you know, uh, the gospel truth that like you must, like there, there's no, there's no gray area. You don't have any room for, for true critical thinking. You, right. fo- I mean, you follow it, you one, know, and, one path or another and that's it. And as we've been saying, it is, it is news that's doing this to us because in reality, I caught the bat the the stupid side of the ivermectin debate before i knew exactly what was going on i mean i like the memes that i was seeing and the articles that i was seeing was saying that joe rogan was taking horse dewormer 
I knew that before I knew the story and exactly what he was taking and what he was doing. But I also had the, the uh, right mind to know that Joe Rogan is not an idiot. He's not just going to start taking horse dewormer because he was told, you know, because somebody said it may help. He does his research and he talks to people in the medical field and he has a lot of con- connections with a lot of people. He wouldn't do something, you know, I'm smart enough to know that he's smart enough to know that, you know, how to, how to make the right decision when it comes to something like that, especially his health. He's probably one of the most health conscious people on the planet, you know, but like I said, there's so many news site news, uh, organizations or whatever that is, are that took over so fast that I seen the bad side of it before the good. And I could have just went with the bad stuff that I seen the stupid stuff that I seen and took off with it and, and never even did, did my research to find out exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you just painted the exact picture of what, what goes on with the majority of people. Yeah, they they hear that little snippet that oh Joe Rogan's just some crazy guy who does horse dewormers, so they just paint him as a, another Alex Jones type, you know, mm-hmm. just off the rails conspiracy theorist anti vaxxer dude, and they have they really don't have any idea that they're pushing uh, not just a false narrative but one that is it, it's it, I mean it's a joke. It's it's a joke because it's it was just kind of a, it's like a high school rumor almost you know, mm-hmm. and then you find out oh man that wasn't even close to being true, and I didn't realize that you know I which I don't have a I don't care about ivermectin you know it, I, it'd be nice if there was between uh, what's the other one hydrochloroquine is that it and uh, like that. yeah and then ivermectin and th- there's another therapeutic that's out now that I think is showing some problems I think the FDA just approved one. That would be great. We need something to help people, you know, help save lives. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's ivermectin. I don't care if it's whatever, you know, baby aspirin for all I care. Just something to, to help people. Does, does the, uh, we don't have to go deep into this, but it's just a quick question. Does the pill form that they're putting out that's supposed to help fight COVID, does that bother you? Does it worry you? Does it, does it feel any different than the vaccine to you? What pill is it? Is this I have one? to I think look it I, up. I, that might have been the one I'm talking about. The the one the FDA just I think they just approved it. Maybe just for emergency use. Even I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, then I, I guess maybe that's it. But it's a therapeutic, right? It's not like a. It's is it just a, a therapeutic? I thought it was like a. Thought it was a prophylactic. Okay, maybe maybe I maybe I didn't do my due diligence on research. Maybe I I I guess the article that I read. I didn't read the whole article. Maybe it was just a headline that I seen, but to me, my brain put it as, well, this is basically the vaccine, but in pill form. Oh, but I, maybe not. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, we, okay. we could talk about it hypothetically. If it were a thing, would it worry me? Um, the answer would be no, it wouldn't. Okay. Not, not, if, not any more than a vaccine does, you know, okay. um, and there's a lot to unpack there. The vaccine, definitely the biggest, the biggest story of 2021 is, is COVID and the vaccine. I think that, that those both like tie for first as far as the, the biggest stories uh, maybe of our time, of our entire lifetimes on the yeah. planet, but yeah. definitely of 2021. And the vaccine and, and, and the drugs that go along with it, there was just there's just so much to unpack. It's like because the vaccine, is it really a vaccine or is it gene therapy like they say? You know, it's actually a messenger, you know, RNA 
that, that it goes in and, and, and causes your body to react with spike proteins. It, it injects you with spike proteins or whatever it does. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But Are you it, sure? it causes, that sounds scientific to me. It, it causes something, you know, <laughs> in your body to react, to respond to it, even though it's not a virus. It's teaching your body how to respond to the virus when and if it comes. But I, I don't know if you've seen the studies where now after six months, you relatively, your, your, your antibodies are in the basement again. So they want yeah. you to get a booster, you know, and there's right. people asking, well, how many boosters? Is this going to be an ongoing thing? I think the answer is yes. On another note, COVID's, you know, COVID's very serious, right? And I just, I, you know, on that note, I just lost another friend to, to complications of COVID. Uh, really? Christmas Eve, I believe it was when he passed. It was an old buddy of mine that I worked with um, back at the factory. And uh, that's very sad, very sad. But um, sure. there was a post, though, that said, uh, just not too long ago, it said, uh, is it Omicron season already? Because I still have my Delta decorations up, you know. Right. And I find well, that it, I find that post funny, but but it also it's funny because it also kind of alludes to the fact that is this going to be an ongoing thing perpetually for years to come? And the answer is probably right. yes. How long How long does Omicron last before we get to the next the next variant? You know, like right. is this basically the difference between like the flu? You know, like each year there's a di- basically a different strain of the flu that we get a vaccine for. Yeah. Oh, it's so that's basically like what this is, except for we're we're actually putting a name on each strain of COVID, right? You know, and and the jokes going around saying, um, how come we're not hearing of any of the other variants anymore since Omicron hit? It's only people getting Omicron, and only the sur- the surges that are happening is all Omicron, and we went from uh, us hearing about one person in was like South Africa or something that had Omicron and then all of a sudden now New York's got 66,000 cases or something. I'm like, what, how is it possible that that happened in In two days? I think it was yeah, a week, maybe tops. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how how is that possible? Yeah. And also there's a lot of people saying that, uh, don't make me note anybody, but I've heard, I've heard this from people in the medical field saying that they can't distinguish between Omicron and the Delta variant without actually sending it off to a, a a lab which takes a lot of time to do. So like if you go in to get a te- get covid tested right now and they say you're positive, they can't tell you right away what strain you have of yeah. covid. They can just tell you that you're covid positive. Yeah, definitely like with a rapid test. You're not you're not going to get the variant. Yeah. Um you can you can send it yeah. off to the lab and find out because the omicron has a certain uh like a, it ha- actually has a bunch of mutations on it. And I've seen the the diagram of it, and it's pretty uh pretty telling, as far as what I'm looking at. It's got a bunch more you know stuff on it than the Delta variant does, and so it's a pretty obvious variant. But you're not going to be able to tell that just if you go and do a rapid test like you get at the store. It's just going to tell you positive or negative. Right. The, the thing is, the Omicron is apparently much more transmissible, but not nearly as severe. So yeah. is what they were saying at first, though. My my problem is, you know, if, if all that stuff is true, things change, science changes uh, w- when more information comes in. That's how science works. I'm okay with that. The problem is is when you can't question it. You know, they people will say, oh no, you can't. You know, quit quit being anti-science, quit being anti-vaxxer. If if you want answers on why you know Fauci says one thing one week and then something else the next week, 
And then, especially when they turn around and blame it on somebody else or blame it on the citizens because we're just so anti-science. No, not really. It's just that you keep saying stuff and changing it. So explain why you're doing that, please. You know, and I don't know. Maybe they try to some degree. I, I don't know. But there are people dying out there. I know that. Absolutely. And and the you know the, the we're hitting another wave, I guess, of sounds like of COVID. And you know, there's people that there there's some information out there that says once you have COVID, then your immunities are strong because your body already knows how to fight it because it's already seen it. But then your vax people, they don't want you to no, that's that's not true. You got you, you got to have this vaccine. I'm sorry, but that makes people suspect. Why can't we talk about natural immunity? Why, why don't you even want to talk about it? It's like, like, why you got? Why do you have to shut that conversation up? Uh, I also, I also feel like the testing isn't near enough to on people's antibodies, like because you can go in and get your antibodies tested, right? Um, and I've heard of several people who did not get vaccinated, went in and uh, they got COVID got through it and that their antibodies were through the roof after, after just having, just getting COVID and getting over it. Right. You know, so that tells me that, okay, well, your body did what it was supposed to do. It got a virus, it got over it and now it's more immune to it. Yeah. You know, uh, but I think people who are on the vac side won't believe any of that. It's like they don't want to, and I'm not saying there's a conspiracy type of agenda, but they they don't want to. I think it's apparent. Yeah. Once again, yeah. going back to the Sam Harris podcast, you know, to Sam's credit, which most of the time I do credit Sam because I think he's I think he's a great free thinker for the most part. But he was questioning this doctor he had on there, which and these this this podcast on Sam Harris was in a direct uh, answer basically to one of Joe Rogan's podcasts he, where he had uh, Doctor uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's a doctor that's that's kind of just very questioning of, of the vaccine and a lot of things the government's doing. Uh, but Sam Harris had this doctor on. Also can't remember his name off the top of my head. But Sam was saying that there's information out there regarding people with natural immunity. And Sam was trying to get this, you know, hit, finish his sentence. The guy's like, no, 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 no. He wouldn't listen to it. He wouldn't shut up long enough for Sam to finish the sentence because he had already had his mind made up. He already figured or he already, you know, he already knew. He already knew the answer. There's no sense in having this conversation. No, 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 no. Like, la, 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 la. I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> Why do you do that? Why do you do that? You're you're making me doubt everything else that you're saying because you don't want to have a conversation on both sides, you know. And when people do that, I don't care if you're Fauci, I don't care who you are. When you won't have a conversation and answer some of the questions that people have or some of the concepts, like let's talk about natural immunity. Why don't you want to talk about it? Why do you keep sticking your fingers in your ear when I say natural immunity? Then I, I, you know, and it's once again, it's it's the it's not me making this political. My friend, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, man, definitely a a, a uh, interesting year, twenty twenty one. What do you think, twenty twenty two? Any predictions? What do you think we're gonna? What do you think's gonna happen? What do you think uh, we can look forward to? I don't want to say that this whole COVID thing is still gonna get worse before it gets better because I feel like I've been saying that for a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, that's just kind of how the waves feel, right? How uh-huh. it just keeps coming in waves and it's like, okay, well maybe like things are opening back up. People are getting out and about again. And then, oh, well they weren't supposed to do that because now things are bad again. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, predictions wise. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I can, I have, I, 
I have high hopes, but I'm not necessarily optimistic about those high hopes. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a safe, safe answer too, though. Let me let me make it a little easier for you. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oof, that's a tough one too. Are you following football? <laughs> not really. Uh-uh. No. Oh man, I have no idea. I'll, I'll <laughs> start following. Speaking of that, you just made me think of that. Uh, I was going to tell you, do not ask that guy in the gym. Remember that guy that asked us who was in the Super Bowl like two months ago? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the XFL. Yeah. And the guy came over and was like, so who's even in the Super Bowl? And we're like, what? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, I haven't even been following football. I, who's in the Super Bowl? I was like, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the Super Bowl we, is. we got to get through the playoffs first, bud. No, he, <laughs> yeah. he obviously, yeah. then he's like, I, I don't watch football. It's like, yeah, I can't tell, bud. But, uh, yeah. um, so, uh, uh, I'm going to, there, there are several teams that are still making a, a very good, a very good push for it right now. You, you can't count out Tampa Bay. You that's can't that's count what I was about to Tom ask. How, how's, how's Tampa Bay looking there? I mean, they're 10 and four, I think, but there's okay. several other teams that are 10 and four right now. Uh, Casey is hitting a hot streak again. So yeah. that's a plus. They had a slow start. I know. They did. Uh, Rams look good, unfortunately. Yuck. Uh, there was a lot of people in the beginning saying that it was going to be a Rams-Buffalo Super Bowl this year. Mm. Buffalo doesn't look bad, but they don't look great either. Uh, so, man, it's, How's it's, Dallas it's look still this tough year? right now. I don't want to say. They look they pretty actually, good, they, huh? actually, they actually look pretty good. They're 10-4 yeah. and four also, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's several teams that could still be in it, but, you know, your teams like Green Bay. Green Bay is 11 and three. They have the best record in the NFL, but there is a lot of games are really close hmm. games that they should have, you know, they played Cleveland last night, Cleveland Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions and three of those interceptions turned into touchdowns oh, wow. and they still only lost and they still only lost to Green Bay by two points. No kidding. Man. Yeah. So Green Bay is not running away with anything right now, even though they're winning games. Yeah. So, okay. Aaron Rodgers back. Is he doing okay? He is. He's got a broken pinky toe. Okay. Could be worse. That apparently got stepped on by his own teammates twice last night in the game. So that doesn't sound great. (laughs) That doesn't. (laughs) I wonder if that's a sign. uh, Yeah. Are they mad at him? I don't know if they are anymore. That kind of went away. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I I can't, I don't want to make a prediction on that. That's too, it's too hard. I got you. It's okay. I was, yeah, I, I would I, I would be fine if it was KC and Tampa Bay again. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see KC, KC win. Uh, yeah, if we can't have a St. Louis team, and that's something else that happened in twenty twenty one as well. St. Louis won their lawsuit against Stan Kroenke. Are they, Which a lot they, of people it was a, say was really a, a win. lot of people is yeah. A lot of people are still saying that they they bailed too early. That they yeah. It was like seven hundred ninety million or something like that. But man, if you really think about how much money St. Louis lost out on it by them building that stadium for basically no reason, right? Knowing that they were going to move the team out of St. Louis, anyways, man, that's a lot more than seven hundred ninety million dollars. I can tell you that. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, they didn't win the lawsuit. It was settled, is what I was trying to yeah. say. After I said that they won the lawsuit, that didn't really happen because they didn't yeah. stay in it long enough. Because there was talk like maybe they should get another team. Like the NFL yeah. should settle and give them a team. I don't really know if they had that much leverage. I think they should have pushed Dan Kroenke harder to uh, hit him in the pocketbook more because right. he's not a well-liked person at all in St. Louis. 
Right. And uh, well, I, I am pretty excited though. Uh, so the rock just posted on social media yesterday and said that at the top of 2022, they are going to be making the announcement, um, letting us know all the information on the XFL, uh, letting us know who the teams are, who the cities are, who their brand partners are and all that kind of stuff. The, the XFL isn't coming until 2023, but hopefully by the beginning of the year, we know if we're going to have a team and I'm sure that they're looking at statistics and, uh, and all that kind of stuff for the year that we did have the XFL finding out what the attendance was like and, you know, in all the different cities and who they think they can bring the most revenue in with and, and all that kind of stuff. But we were also going through COVID with a lot of that too. So yeah, I don't know how, how, much those statistics play so but i i hope st louis has a team i i really enjoyed the xfl i had enough differences between that and the nfl that it made it more fun i thought um you know and, and xfl is still kind of like a boosting point for a lot of players to the nfl so i i, I think it i think it's beneficial all around i just hope we get a team again same same i would like to see it rival the nfl i mean i know that's yeah. a big that's a big ask but yeah, why not? You know, you know, it, it is a big ask, but we may have the right people in the right places to make that happen. I mean, you're talking about the biggest celebrity on the planet is in, in the rock. Yeah. Literally. Is, and is, figuratively. Has, yeah. Has hands in this. Yeah. And his ex-wife who is his business partner is part of this too, which she's kind of like he is everything they touch turns to gold. So right. I, I could see it blowing up fast yeah hopefully. i mean at the end of the day it's gonna i mean the fans have to take to it the people have to take to it you know having the rock as as the the driving force behind it obviously is is a step in the right direction for sure yeah and i could see because he has a hold of it that it, it could really be something big but people are gonna have to take to it still you know it's gonna have to be something that people attend they're gonna have to buy the tickets they're gonna have to you know, buy the merchandise, all, all that good stuff. They're gonna have to watch it on TV, whatever the case may be. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but it's, I think it has potential, and I hope that it does. I hope that it has, it gets some momentum and takes off because, I, I think it's interesting. I, I just want to see something rival the NFL. You know, and I, like you said too, it's a good backdrop for players, either trying to work their way up to the NFL, or maybe some players who aren't never gonna make it, or some players who. Um, made it to the NFL and then drop off and they, they could still kind of uh, play at the XFL level, just like they do, right. I think in the Canadian football league. So, well, something, something that I, that I like to, um, you know, and I don't know for sure what the, the backs, the backstory for all these people are going to look like, but one thing that the rock mentioned in his post was that what he mentioned, these players being able to provide for their families too. To me, if that's true and they're doing that, that's I, I'm sure they have every way in the world to be able to pay these players what they are actually worth versus just looking at it as like, well, this is a, you know, basically a semi-pro league. You know, they're, I don't think they're looking at it that way. I think this is a professional league and we're going to pay the players what they deserve to be be paid. So I'm hoping that's the case too. Mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. So, so that might be a good prediction for you that the XFL is going to uh... – that St. Louis is going to get a team because it's not actually going to take off till 2023. But so we don't know the success. We're not going to be able to see that come to fruition right. next year, but we I mean, might w- be able to w- see if St. Louis gets a team. I would imagine that if they look at, 
this is my opinion. In, if they look at St. Louis out, out of every other city in the country, they look at St. Louis and knowing what St. Louis has been through with their football team, you would think that that would be the first team that they want to put in because I bet St. Louis would flock to having an XFL team again, just or having an, or having a football team again. I was going to say, we, I think we supported the, the team that we had, which was what again? What were we? The Battle Hawks. Battle Hawks. I think yeah. that, was, that was already gaining some steam from what I could see. Yeah. And you've got to look at any, any team that we have. I mean, of course, we have our beloved Cardinals, right? But the Blues, we have diehard Blues fans. And mm-hmm. when the Rams were here and when the football Cardinals were here, you know, St. Louis is a sports town, man. It's a sports yeah. city. And so when uh, we have a team and – I mean, we just love our teams. I think if you if you had Major League Soccer, do we do we have soccer in St. Louis again? Major yeah. League, yeah, we're building a stadium right now. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. so, th- I mean, there are enough soccer part, that's, fans that's gonna be big in St. Louis, man, because that's just how St. Louis rolls. They're like really yeah. loyal to their teams. That's why it hurts right. so bad when someone like Saint, when someone like the Rams and and back. I remember when the Cardinal foot, the football Cardinals left. Uh, yeah. Back then, it was that little guy with the bow tie. Man, people hated that dude just like they hate Stan Kroenke. Because they just, they just feel like they're it's a personal thing. It's like breaking up with your girlfriend. It's like how <laughs> dare you leave me for another city, right. <laughs> you whore. Is the is the dome being used, or is it just kind of sitting there right now? It's probably just sitting there for the most part. I think they use it for stuff here and there, conference something or the other here and there. But like for sports first, teams, no sports teams using it, right? Yeah. Well, who's going to use it? I mean, the Blues have their place, and Cardinals right. obviously. So. I mean, no, that's, a, that's the, the other plus side to it, too, is like we have the dome. So, I mean, it's not like they ha- they need a stadium to establish themselves in or anything like that. Right. So, yeah, I'll be well, looking forward I, to sure, that. I know I'm sure I'm sure just like Sam Harris, the rock listens to this show religiously and they will they will listen to us and they will put the right. They will make right decisions. Yeah, let's hope so. So yeah. my, my prediction for 2022 is that kind of like what you said? It's it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. The mandate itself is is going to the the highest court in the in the land, I believe. The Supreme Court is where it's going to next because it was they, they mandated it, then lawsuits held it off, and I think they they did it again, and lawsuits again. Uh, and even at, at the like for the those healthcare facilities who are federally funded, I, I made the comment on our a previous podcast that there was no way that they were going to stop that. And they have, I mean, they, they, they yeah. at least put it on hold. So I had to take, I eat my words on that one and I was surprised, but it's not well, over yet. Well, so mean, we're going to see how that turns out. I, I think so... my prediction is that the mandate for federal workers where there's federal money, that one's going to stand. And I think the one that is for employers, private employers, I think that one's going to get squashed. So that's my prediction for 2021, but there's going to be a lot of fighting in the meantime. Yeah, there's just so much money involved in that to see like the healthcare one, you know, like the, uh, med- like Medicare, Medicaid has a lot to do with all of that. And it's there's a lot of money that can be lost if the vaccine mandate goes through, I think. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. It, um, I, something that I've been curious about, we don't have to go down this road, but something I've been curious about is like employers still have the choice, right? to decide if they want to mandate their employees to get the vaccine? Well, that's... Or can they be sued if they if they fire someone because of that? Mm, 
Yeah, that now that's a good question. You're you're talking about like if an employer wants to wants to mandate the vaccine. I believe they have the right to do so. I, I think mm-hmm. that they do because I it seems like there have been employers who have done that, but I don't have I don't have hard evidence for that. It's, it's so I don't want to question. I don't want to answer either way for sure. But uh, it seems like I, they, I've seen they have sir, it right. I've seen a- I've seen a lot of big businesses who were supposed to be doing the, like all their employees had to be vaccinated by this date or they were, you know, terminated. Um, And then all of a sudden, like a week before that happened, I seen articles stating that they squashed that for now, or they're holding on to it because of the, you know, the whole mandate being pushed back and, pushed back in general yeah so that tells me that those companies didn't really want to do that in the first place but they thought it was the best business move yeah i don't know i'm not sure and i also saw that the military their hard deadline came up so i don't know where that's said either yeah so well it, they're discharging people is that are, is that considered an honorable discharge still i wonder i seriously doubt it because you're, you're could you di- imagine getting dishonorably discharged from the military because you didn't get the vaccination that's the world we're living in yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. You make yeah. you, you make decisions. You know, you make decisions. Somebody told me they didn't tell me. I think I was listening to a podcast. I don't I don't remember which one, but someone said that figure like if 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 the mandate is mandated, like if the vaccine is mandated for your job, is this a job that you plan on staying at for the next twenty years? And is that realistic? Or is this the place where you're going to retire from, or whatever? If it's not, if if it's just another job type of situation, you know, you get on somewhere else or whatever, then think of it that way. You know, if if you don't want to get the vaccine, like if the mandate's the only thing causing you to get the vaccine, forcing you to. If it's a job where you're going to stay at for the next 20 years, then you weigh your your odds there. Like if you are afraid, say, that the vaccine, there's some kind of adverse reaction to it, whether it be birth defects, why well, are you done having kids? Okay, well, if you are, then that takes that off the table. You know, so you kind of have a checklist. Um, there's people with the, the myocarditis, the pericarditis that, that's happening. Um, look at the studies, see if you're in the, in the age range where that, those, those conditions were the most prevalent, which was, you know, the younger males in both of those. If that's the case, then put that on your checklist. So there's, you know, you can make an informed decision about whether or not you're going to get the vaccine. And I think that's the way it should be, as opposed to a talking point from some talking head or from some jerk on social media who thinks they already know everything because they heard somebody else say they read a study. And so that must be scientific truth, you know, which is what most people do. They talk about follow the science when they're just regurgitating something else they are that they heard from somebody else who may or may not be a, a doctor who's credible. Right. So as far as that goes, I, I mean, you can, you can still use your own head, but uh, the mandate is going to affect a lot of people. Cause I know a lot of straight up no's. I know some people who yeah, are, I do too. especially some lower paid people. They're like, Nope, not going to do it. I'm moving on. Cause I can like, yeah. okay. And that's, that's really going to hurt a lot of industries. So let's see I, that. But that's the thing too, as part of the mandate is they know that, probably the majority of the people can't just say, nope, I'm going home because you still have to have a livelihood. You still support a family, you know, and it just sucks that we're in a time where we have to make the decision to do something we don't want to do with our own body, put something in our body that we don't necessarily want to do just to be able to feed our family. Yep. Be able to eat and pay the bills. I know it. And that's, that's really where I think the, the nefarious 
like the the implications that this is something that the federal government is putting on us that that is you know insidious in nature i think that's where that comes from is because this isn't like a traffic light arnold you know schwarzenegger this isn't like running a stoplight like a green light is this is the same as it no it's not the same as a green light it's like this is something that's actually changing the the genetic structure of your body apparently <laughs> you know it's what it's what the scientists say that uh, you know, it's actually it's gene therapy of some kind. It's causing you to to produce spike protein in your body. That's not a green light. Doesn't do that. You know, even I, I think personally, and, and this is, I don't know. I, I don't understand why it's not happening. But I think they need to put a lot more time and effort into therapeutics. You know, because the the vaccine. Where people are still getting COVID, I understand that it's probably reducing the hospitalizations. Apparently, even though it wears off, if we had something though, if we had a pill that would help you, that that would cause you not to die if you did get COVID, don't you think that'd be kind of nice to have too for people? You know, for my buddy that just died a couple of days ago, you know, if they had some kind of a medicine after he got COVID, um, wouldn't that be helpful for for people to to try? But you don't hear any, you don't hear much about it. All you hear is vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. You know, I know there are some therapeutics out there that are being talked, but that's why people are so they're on the the ivermectin or hydrochloroquine train because mm-hmm. there there should be something to treat people once they do get COVID. But that's not that's not even an important talking point for most for most intents and purposes. So I I felt I felt bad because so uh, a woman that my wife used to work with she got COVID and she already had like. Um, the the use of her lungs was low like at a low percentage and stuff and uh she went in and they there was a couple of days where they didn't expect that she was going to come out of it well apparently they from the way i was told is that she was given a cocktail a covid cocktail is what they called it i'm pretty sure whenever she went in and i as soon as i heard it it just made me cringe just hearing those words together a covid cocktail Mm. like just wondering like if by chance the conspiracies out there and whatever the hell is in that vaccine, what the hell is in a COVID cocktail? That just sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But she made it through. So, I mean, apparently it, it did its job, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The COVID cocktail might actually be, that's, that's a therapeutic, I assume. And so that's, I don't, that, that, that's, I don't know. And it might be something better for, it may be. I, I'm just saying, like the words in general, just made me cringe. Yeah, COVID cocktail. That that doesn't really have a great. Does just roll <laughs> off the tongue like it should. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. But like you, I think my my. Of course, that's not really uh, probably too hard of a, of a prediction is to say that things are going to really probably hit the fan in 2022 when it comes to the the COVID, the the vaccine, the mandate, and and where the government's going to take us from there. And, and business, but well, I, here's the good thing. See. Unless here's the good thing. Unless the grid shuts down, we can still, no matter what, do this in 2022. We don't have to be in the same room if we don't need to be true. We can do, we can do this very social distance at our own houses, still put out good content that people can listen to and watch. And that's it. Pretty exciting to me. Very so. true. I agree. And I'm looking forward to, Ramping things up for the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast in 2022. Absolutely. So with that, for 2021, we are signing off, my friend. So we'll see you next year. See ya. Recording stopped.